Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve even deeper into our series, The Hills Have Size. Today we'll be discussing Season 4, Episode 14, Back to New York. And I jinxed myself. I thought I wouldn't like this episode because of the New York angle, and it was actually a breath of fresh. It was. It was a, a refreshing change of pace. It was. I didn't have to watch more fake things happen in Los Angeles. Um, so should we jump right into Yield's cleaning of the house? Yeah, we have a good amount today, and I did do some research after our last episode also. Oh, good. Um, now mine, I don't have a ton for Twitter. Um, I had posted a, um, oh, actually no, Heather sent us, Heather Johnson, uh, our good friend Gloom Cookie, um, Boots on the Ground, uh, Heather, post, uh, sent us a, on Twitter, an article about Whitney um, basically claiming that while pregnant, she blew her husband. Did you read that? No. What? It, yeah, I did. But what did it say? It was really funny. They were talking about like sex and pregnancy and she's like, well, no, I could, didn't have sex because I was pregnant, but we could do oh, other things. And I, I did. Was just like, yeah. okay, wait, like, so just blowies when the bump showed. Um, <laughs> is, so that that's a, a, is that a saying? Because I've never heard that and that's sad. I coined it. Oh, yeah, that's good. I coined it. That's Heather good. is into it. Heather and I are into it. Blowies until the bump. Like, I think I'm going to start making shirts that say blowies until the bump. Yeah. Uh, the blowies when the bump shows. Um, <laughs> then, do, 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 do. and then we heard from Lee in Australia, um, who was telling us, well, telling me, I guess, because I was so excited by um, Chrissy Presence, um, oh. that you, uh, if you want to go in full, instead of saying, like, they say Chrissy for for Christmas in Australia. So if you want to go full on, you can say Chrissy Prezies. Which I'm definitely going to do. Oh, a thousand percent. Like, I'm so into it. Um, and let's see. Um, and she says, I really hope we see more of Corey, though. I feel useless to you guys without an Australian flavor in these eps. And I had to point out to her that, of course, that is not true. No. Because she told us all about Jimbalina lookalike. Um... Yeah. Napoleon Paradis, the well, and, most traumatizing makeup artist in the world. And anyone who adds amazing abbreviations to our lexicon is a friend. Yeah, we're all in. We're all in. And, spoiler alertly, we had another Australian this episode. It's true. Yeah, so we will, we need you forever. And yeah, ever and ever. Of course. Um, let's do, 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 do. I love your Twitter sound. <laughs> As I scroll. Yeah. Um, I think that may have been it. It's so annoying because, like, Twitter for the notifications also tells you, like, when people you follow are tweeting. So a lot of our thing is, like, Heidi Montag did this and Spencer Pratt did that. Um, I've had several friends reach out to me separately since we last recorded to let me know how tired they are of Heidi and Spencer. What? Yeah. Like, currently? Yeah. Because of the pregnancy? (laughs) Yeah. I just got a few... It's time for you to get new friends. I just got a few unwarranted text messages asking me what they're doing, and I... I don't know, guys. Um, they're full on Heidi and Spencering it. They are yeah. doing photo shoots galore. Yeah. They're like on a baby press tour. I'm all for it. Like all for it. I'm just saying. Um, so that's it for Twitter. Okay. We also got a new review and we noticed that our star ratings went up since last we checked. We have 21 now. So Yay! thank you to all of you who did that. Thank you guys. And friend of the pod left an amazing review that we wanted to share with all of you because it's really sweet. This podcast bring backs, brings back memories of the best reality show ever. They break down every episode perfectly, in order, and in depth. They look up a lot of information from behind-the-scenes things that really add to the experience. I'm so happy I heard about them and have been binge listening to it during my commute and at work. Would give more stars if I could. That's awesome. Who left that? 
Um, green fan. Oh God, I closed it already. Sorry. Green fan zero three three. Well, thank you, Green fan zero three three. That's awesome. And Amazing. So nice. Yeah, one of our best ones. Well, what? I know there's another one. No, that was it. What about Phil? That is the one. Oh wait! No, <gasps> that's not Phil's. Oh my God, we have several new ones. Yeah. I was going to say, and when I'm talking about Phil, one of the members of our book club reviewed the podcast and sent me a, a message saying he hacked, oh, so that's the one I was referring to. I wasn't looking that they were dated. Oh, that was, that's a new one then. That's, I don't know who that is. Oh, okay. Um, so then we have, it's a blast from the past. I love the Hills, but this show has given us all so much perspective. How are we ever on Team LC? <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what Frank and Mare cover next. Which is great. That's from Bex, J-R-U-F-N. Thanks, Bex. Yeah. So then... Oh, this one's long. Okay. This is from On Silver Stars. Okay. This podcast is hilarious. I especially love all the sleuthing to figure out the legit timeline, etc. This is the type of thing I would do. Thanks for doing all the work. Normally, I don't like when podcast hosts go off topic and start telling personal anecdotes and chatting outside of the podcast topic, but Frank has such hilarious and interesting stories that I really enjoy his. Oh. I found the podcast only about three weeks ago, and I'm nearly caught up already. It's that entertaining. I want Frank and Mary to recap every reality show I've ever enjoyed. That's so well, sweet. Well, thank you so much. That's so nice. Yeah, that's all of them. Oh, maybe Phil's didn't get through. He said it was doing something weird. Okay. Those are all so sweet, though. That's wonderful. Thank all of you. Thank you guys so I'm much. I'm so sorry that I missed them last time we recorded because they were both they were all posted in early June. So my bad. Well, they're all really, really sweet. Really nice. Thank you guys so much. And I completely agree about Frank's stories because I don't tell stories because they're never as good. <laughs> oh, you're gonna make me blush. My husband and I talk about this all the time. We could just sit around and listen to you speak about things from yesteryear. <laughs> no, like, anything I could ever tell you that something outrageous I've done is a drop in the bucket of your outrageousness. You make me feel like the Gell- Garrison Keller, whatever his name is, of Crash TV. <laughs> Garrison Keller. <laughs> you kind of are. So, I also wanted to apologize because I was completely wrong last episode about our timeline with Bolthouse and Landon and completely forgot that we saw Landon already. And I think, Meredith doesn't think we covered it, but I'm pretty sure we did. Like, I should go back and listen to the episode, but, like, I think we did talk about it. It was season season one, one, episode three. Yeah, I think we talked about it. That would be February of last year. So, it's possible that I just completely forgot. But, there is some kind of weirdness that does continue to happen with SBE, so I was right about that. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. Well, it's all starting to blur together. Um, and Can we, we want... Can Landon Brand? Yeah, I, I do love Casey Wilson's oh, impression of Oh, it's the Landon. best thing in the whole world. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Ever. And we also wanted to talk a little bit about scheduling before we continue to dive. Oh, yeah. So, we've officially reached summertime. We're both going to be vacationing on and off. We're going to get together as best we can and as often as we can, but our schedule's a little unknown. So, I think we're going to be, from this point on, through probably end of August... A little sporadic. Yeah. So instead of saying like, oh, we're taking a break, like there may just be a week or two here or there where we're not on, but don't worry, we haven't gone anywhere. Yeah. We'll be back in full force in the fall. It's just like Mare has a wedding. I have a family vacation. I'm going to the beach house for a weekend. Like there's just a lot of stuff. Yep. And little surprise for you. I'm going to a wedding in Colorado. I leave in just a few days and my husband and I decide to make a road trip out of it because we're pretty much having to drive 
across the state of Colorado anyway, we are spending not one, but two days in Crested Butte. Shut up! It is the wildflower capital of Colorado, and it is apparently stunning. You know that they're in Crested Butte right now. Yes, a friend told me that. That is, um, you have to go find Darlene. I wish that goddamn restaurant was still open. I know, it's not, but we'll see. Oh my God, you have to find that house. It can't be that hard to find. No, it's Crested Butte's small. Yeah. I know. (gasps) Oh my God, that's so exciting. Yep. So I'll do my best. I'll keep my eyes peeled. Wait, so you're flying to Colorado. Flying to Denver. Renting a car. Yeah. Well, wait, what about your road trip? That's end of August. Oh, end of August. Yeah. Okay. So this is just a smaller road trip. But yeah, I will be in the famous at Crested Butte. That is amazing. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah. So since we've done the podcast, you've got to go to fucking LA and you've gotten to go to Crested Butte. Like, I'm going to go shit. Yeah. Gotten to have my stuff stolen in Italy. That's what I've got. <laughs> I got my house broken into, too. Yeah. You gotta go back to Vegas or something. I do. Yeah, I do need to go back to Vegas. Oh, my God. They're missing were... you, I'm sure. I forgot you were going to Colorado. We have to talk after the podcast. I'll okay. give you some money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, also, a few things that I researched that we said that we would research last week. So, we wondered if Lauren went to see Tokyo Police Club with Kyle Howard. Yes. I could not track down official photographs of that, but she and Kyle Howard were definitely dating at this point. They started dating in 2008 and they broke up in 2011. And part of the reason she stepped back was because she was in this relationship and he didn't want to be a part of it. And she had gotten really good at separating her TV life and her real life. And she wanted to keep it that way. Also, which maybe I knew and forgot, Lauren was also filming another show for MTV at this time. What show? She was filming a show about, it was going to be her next spinoff, which was about her and her fashion career. So it was pitched, it was uh-huh. filmed, and then they axed it. But they filmed it? Yes. Oh my God, how do we get our hot little hands on it? Don't know. Diana, what contacts do we have at MTV? Oh yeah, Diana totally has contacts. Yeah. Diana Metzger. <laughs> Alert. 911. Yeah. Yep. Which I don't, I want to say I've read that before, but it, it definitely caught me off guard. This is brand new information yeah. for me. Like, I've heard nothing about it. I can't believe that they filmed it and then didn't air. I, do you think it just sucked that bad? I don't know. I think. Oh my God, I want to see it. I think maybe fans didn't want to see Lauren Conrad that way. Like. Like as a fake Kelly Catrone? No, but, you know, after all of this with the boy drama and the drinking and the clubs and the clothes, do we really need to see her carrying a portfolio and designing things? I don't know. I do. I, <laughs> I, I mean, see it. I would have. Yeah. I watched Audrina's show and I watched The City, so I would have. Never mind. Take it back. All right. Well, I'm going to make it my personal mission to get my hot little hands on this show. Yep. Maybe Lo Bosworth will have some intel when we <laughs> see her in September. How amazing is it that it's going to be Lowe's podcast and we're going to get up and ask questions <laughs> about Lauren Conrad? Um, so the other thing that I looked up was Audrina's house and the bling ring. Uh-huh. So I also got something wrong there. Shock of shocks. It was just a day of wrongs for me. That is the house that was robbed. Yeah. As far as I can tell. She was not yet with Ryan Cabrera. Pretty close. But so what they stole from her, which was on Oscar night in 2009. From, and she this house was in the Hollywood Hills. They stole jewelry, her passport, laptop, and a pair of custom fit jeans. 
I'd be pissed. Yep. 40, Custom fit jeans. $43,000 worth of stuff. It's a lot. She must have had some... I can't believe... I'm a little shocked that Adrena would have jewelry that fancy. Yeah. Because, I mean, 90% of that has to be the jewelry. Yeah. I don't know. Unless those custom jeans were <laughs> made of gold. Well, I, 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 the custom jeans, thousand bucks, maybe. Yeah. Let's say that. I know. Laptop, two thousand. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, although maybe they put a price on a passport. Maybe they give a 500 weird, bucks? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. I would have um, to ask the people that stole my Also, passport. you can go on YouTube and watch the footage that Audrina submitted to the police because it was her security cameras that actually really helped the oh, investigation. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's why I knew it was this house. Yeah. Yeah. So then the other thing is that, as I was digging around about this to confirm whether or not she and Ryan Cabrera were together at the time, she and Ryan Cabrera dated for only four months in 2010, and they actually broke up and kept filming The Hills together because they thought it would be mutually beneficial. Not surprising in the least. Nope. So we're going to come up on a scene eventually, I think, where she goes to see him at Wango Tango, and she starts crying, and it's because she went to film there and they'd already broken up and she felt awkward. <laughs> so maybe they wrote that in in post production, but she said that's why it was awkward in an interview. So, but Sounds that's about it. Right. Yeah, lots of house cleaning today, but all pretty good stuff actually. And so many wonderful reviews that really made yeah, my again, day. Thank you guys so much. It's like, and I feel so bad really that I haven't checked life. that in a while. <laughs> I'm sorry. And it's all her fault because I don't have iTunes. So it is all my. I told you. <laughs> Well, our last record was a day of mistakes, you guys. I'm sorry. And for those of us who haven't reviewed and starred, as you can tell, we love them. And it really, really makes do. our day. It makes us so happy. So if you haven't done that yet, please just star rating. It makes me else. feel like I should go and review my favorite podcast, too. I can't. That's I get really frustrated mm-hmm. because I don't have... I, it's so annoying that you can only rate on iTunes. And this, even long before we had a podcast, yeah. when I was obsessed with Lady Watch and still am, um, it used to make me so mad that I couldn't give a star rating a review because yeah. I didn't have iTunes. Yeah. It's kind of bullshit. Like it there is. should be a bit different platform where anyone can rate and review. I think it's going to change at some point. It, in the it'll future. have to. It has to. Yeah. All right. Let's dive in before we just house clean all day. Yes, 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 yes. So anything about the notes up top? Um, well, uh, Kelly is, uh, trying to make Alex happen. Yeah. Um, I got really excited cause Whitney gets to name the episode. Yeah. She's the one that says, back to New York. Yeah. Um, Lauren says in the notes up top that Whitney wasn't sure if she and Alex had a future. Uh, um, I am. You don't. You don't even know the dude. Like, the, what the fuck? You've been texting from 3,000 miles away. And yeah. That's about no. it. Yeah. No, I don't even think they've been texting. I think they, she She says that in the first scene. I don't believe her. Well, I think production maybe has been texting with him. Maybe. Um, but yeah, we just get before the song, we get uh, them sitting at People's Revolution and... Kelly calls and basically says that the New York Men's Fashion Week, they've ramped it from two shows to six. That's a lot. And they need Whitney and Lauren on the case. Yep. New York, stat. Yeah. So the only ones who can fix things. And then what does that gay dude say? Because it was hilarious and I missed it. Oh, so (laughs) they talk about how they're going to be working Andrew Buckler in particular. And... Whitney does tell Lauren that Alex has been texting her. Does does Kelly say on the phone that Alex will be part of the show? Or we only learn that later? I think she says it on the phone. I think she says it on the phone to Whitney that Alex, the model that she met in New York last time, will be part of the show. And that's why Whitney tells Lauren, oh, we've been texting. So then Lauren is excited because she gets to go to New York. And she seems genuinely excited. 
And she's talking to this other <laughs> person who works at People's Revolution. And he says, it's going to be insane. <laughs> and he says it just like that. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. Um, so then we go just like that to People's Revolution mm-hmm. in New York. And Kelly is killing it, lining up her (laughs) army of people in wearing all black. And then what does she say to the poor girl who's finishing a phone call? Hang up the phone. Hang up the you on the phone. Hang up the phone. Goodbye. Say goodbye. Hang up the phone. Hang up the phone. And this poor girl is just like, what me? Huh? What? Huh? Yeah. I mean, I really think that Kelly expects if you're having a conversation, even if it's work related, you just hang up in the middle of the sentence on the person. Yeah. And that's just how it is. Yep. So then Kelly lets everybody know that. If someone comes up to the desk and seems really pushy about the fact that they don't have a seat or they don't have a ticket, don't roll your eyes at them. Don't be sarcastic. Most people who are there should be there. It's probably just a matter of confusion, etc. Oh, you also might hear a dog today, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot to announce that we are at a remote, undisclosed location today. <laughs> we are. <laughs> I'm actually pulling a Heidi and Spencer, and I'm living with my in-laws for the day. Yeah. But they're not here, so I'm technically house-sitting and dog-sitting. But anyway, little Hammer is sitting here next to us. So, (laughs) let's hope he doesn't bark, because his bark is loud. So, Kelly tells everyone not to roll their eyes, etc. And she does say to Whitney, your boy Alex is in the show, you're going to see him at the fitting. Oh, well, no. She says she's, everyone's black, 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 black. Lauren and Whitney show up. Where's your black? Because, of course, Lauren is wearing a white top, and Whitney's in, like, what, pink? Purple, I think. Yeah doesn't matter. It's not black. And then she says that the boy Alex is in the show. See him at the fitting. And then Kelly makes a joke and says, as long as you're comfortable with your best friend seeing him in his underwear. Best friend. I know. Um, my favorite part of this whole thing, and it actually happened, I believe, before Lauren and Whitney showed up, is where Kelly completely verifies all of my bad behavior that I've ever had in any kind of VIP experience for my entire life. Where she tells the people that are working the door, by the way, if you're working the door and like someone comes up and they act like they own the place and they act like they know what they're doing and they're not on the list, don't say to them, like, you're not on the list, like, sorry, you just go find someone senior because they're not just crashing this place, like, they know they're supposed to be there. So basically she's saying, like, act like you own the place and the world is yours, which was my entire MO (laughs) for most of my life and still is when it comes to, like, nightclubs and fancy parties. Well, I think we know where you should be next Men's Fashion Week. Uh, totes, my goats. Also, Andrew Buckler designs a lot of underwear for men, so you should go. I should. I should. But I just thought that killed me because I was <laughs> expecting her to say, like, if they're not on the list, too bad. And instead it was like, no, come get someone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. And let them in. Oh, good. Give me a manager. I prefer that. <laughs> I loved it. So then we go to Buckler, and Lauren actually looks really cute. She does. When you see the full outfit, I was really in love. She is wearing a midi length, like just past the knee, I think, leather pencil skirt with a white tank top and her hot pink motorcycle bag. Not mad about it. Yeah, she looks very cute. Yeah. And that's a, that's a good 2008 outfit. That's not an epic fail. That, that could still be worn. Yeah. I'm proud. Whitney's just wearing some... She's in her kind of like anthropology looking phase. I guess she kind of always is, but... Yeah. Whatever. So... We go to this fitting, and the girls meet a handsome model named Adam. And Adam, you city watchers will know as Adam. (laughs) This is all, this episode is one big tease for the city. Now, I have a question for you, because in my notes, I just heard Adam is a tool. 
Yeah. Is he a tool? Like in the yeah. city? Like, cause he was a real tool in this. Yes, he is a tool. So he is on the city. He's the notorious womanizer. Um, as we see later in the episode, he does have a girlfriend, even though he's kind of flirting with Lauren and Whitney quite a bit and asking them to come out and things like that. He has a girlfriend and their entire plot line is just how awful he treats her. And how oh. he's, she always catches him flirting and texting other girls. And I'm pretty sure that was accurate. Um, can we go over his conversation yeah. with the girls? Yeah. We should have written it out word for and word. so we can act it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, how old are you? 22. 23. Well, no, I was asked, I was being Whitney. You have to be Adam. Oh. How old are you? Oh, I have to be Adam. Well, I can be Adam. <laughs> Basically, guys, that went terribly awry. So, look, so Whitney asked him, uh, he asked how old they are, and she says, and then he says, Whitney says, well, how old are you? And he, oh, no, no, he asked, who asked first? It doesn't matter. Basically, he, he responded to every question with a question, and it was real douchey and annoying. It was yes. like, how old are you? How old are you? Where are you from? Where are you from? Like, it was just gross and annoying. And he was, like, being very fake, douche, mysterious, yeah. and tooly. It was Well, and you can tell he thinks that he has game, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It was real, like, he was gamey <laughs> in the dressing scene because he hadn't been, like, fake bronzered into another dimension yet. Yeah. But it was real hard to take any of them seriously <laughs> later on. I like how badly we messed that up just because the question, how old are you, gets passed around, like, <laughs> 14 times. <laughs> Um, so and we never did find out how old he is. No, he never says. Yeah. We find out he's from Texas. And they say, did you move here to model? And he says, I don't know, something like that. Like, he just can't answer. Oh, no, I thought he said maybe. Yeah. Because he he's a douche. He's like, maybe. Yeah, he can't answer a question. And then he's asked them how long they're in town. And they say they're leaving tomorrow. He looks disappointed. He's known them for about 30 seconds. And so Whitney in this time also introduces Lauren to Alex, the cute, uncute, whatever model. They have a very sweet exchange, but I do agree with Whitney's assessment that we'll get to later. Um, and they both agree that Adam's very cute and that Alex is very nice. But I also don't get, we're back to this thing with people's revolution and Kelly and these fashion shows where they're really implying that they're flying these people in for 24 hours. Yeah. Like, and that's not viable or like if you're going to fly some to pay to fly somebody in, there's six fashion shows. Like you'd have them work for a few days and especially girls as young as that. And Lauren, who we is currently in school, not in school. Is it summer? Is it fall? Who knows? Um, would pad the tree and stay for a day or two. Like it just is, it's weird. Well, and what was the premiere date on the city? Because is that know. what they were really in New York for? Were they doing a city promo? Oh, I don't know. We'll have to look it up on IMDb. It just, but even, like, the whole thing frustrates the shit out of me. And I, I'm glad that on reality shows now they don't do that anymore. Yeah. Where they have someone fly somewhere and be like, oh, I flew there for six hours. Like, it's dumb. Yeah. Like, they were for sure in, for, in New York at least for three or four days, I would imagine. I don't... And they always do it with New York in particular. Yeah, I know. Like, with season one, like, Lauren was delivering a dress. No, you weren't. Well, and can we talk about, like... So, pretty much, that's the end of the scene. So, they flew... The city premiered December 29th, 2008. Oh, yeah. And so, this would have been airing right around the same time. Yeah. Because we're filming... It's September. Like, right. no, September, November. So, yeah. Yeah. I bet this was the week before. 
I, I'll look up and see what when this episode September aired. September 2008. Is when this episode aired? No, that's when Men's Fashion Week was. So when did... You know, here, let's see. The Hills. Let's see when this episode aired and if it was, like, backed up on... Uh, this aired November 10th. Shit, that, when was Men's Fashion Week? September. The end of September? You said like September eighth. Oh, September eighth. Okay, so that's not that fast of a turnaround. Um, I'm really surprised they didn't back to back it with the premiere of the city. I don't know, but either way, it's I don't like this this whole and, and and so they so they fly all the way to New York because Lauren and Whitney are the only people who can do this. There's no one in the New York office who possibly could do this job. No, and they are in that dressing area for ten minutes. Yeah, ten minutes. And also, what I, and this is maybe I don't understand about People's Revolution. Why are People's Revolution employees helping this designer, like, hem pants or pin things? Wouldn't he have a staff that would do that? Oh, I can a thousand percent tell you. Um, Because they wouldn't. And (laughs) this is because Kelly has cut a deal with the designer. Like, I'm going to get you a ton of airtime on MTV. Okay. So we need you, we need FaceTime with you and we need to not just have the show. That's why. Okay. Like someone who produces fashion shows, I mean, they might be doing, helping with some of the looks. Yeah. Like styling. Yeah. But I don't think they would be like, and plus this whole thing, it was stupid. It was literally like, here, Lauren, I'm going to hand you a jacket that you then hand to the model. Yeah. Like you don't, we could skip that step. Yeah. Like just hand the jacket to the model. Yeah. Like it's, it's dumb. Yeah. I, I'm guarantee you it was just like an air, like a more FaceTime for the designer. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Then we go back to LA and we are at Chez Ambiance. Yeah. And this is where like if Heidi was going to get a daytime Emmy award, yeah. it's for this scene. <laughs> yeah. Like she deserves it. Like I, when we've made fun of her before, people have made fun of her. Bitch can act. There was some good acting. Yeah. Heidi stole it, the scene. I'll yeah. i that. Yeah. So, and we actually see their bedroom. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. they are in the bedroom. Heidi is putting a pound of lip gloss on those shiny lips of hers. Oh, man. It's Lisa Vanderpump style. Yeah. It's big time. And it was one of those, like... Q-tippy looking applicators. Oh my god! Like it covered in pink goo. Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah. Um. So Spencer asks her why she's getting dressed, basically, and Homegirl's fully dressed and has a face full of makeup. So dressed and why awake so early? Yeah, she's getting dressed is not the accurate question. And he says he can get breakfast delivered. Delivered. And then he asks her why she's in such a bad mood, and she says because she got fired. Which is accurate. Maybe that would be upsetting. Yeah. I wouldn't like it if I got fired. And Spencer says, I think that party needed some shaking up. Not, not helpful, Spencer. So then Heidi says, I'm going to go work on my resume. Well, no, but before that, she very, like, introspectively and truthfully says, like, I, I blew it. Like, I really oh, messed yeah. up. And I, I had that job for three years, and I loved that job. Right. And... I can't believe I got that fired I from my job that I worked so hard for at three years. That's yeah. And she, I mean, and sounds sincere and sounds sincerely crushed and sincerely like remorseful and contrite and give her the Emmy, man. Yeah. Like that's some good acting. Yeah. So then she says she's going to work on her resume. Mm-hmm. And then again, Spencer's not helpful and says, you can use me as your number one reference. 
You know what I don't want when I'm really pissed off and feeling ashamed of myself? To be flirted with by someone I'm already in a relationship with. Who got me fired in the first place. Yeah. (laughs) Like, but when the person who help with the wheels in motion to get you to this place that's making you feel like crap. Don't, don't placate me. It's, it's not helping. So he says, he suggests that they go out that night and says, it'll be the, your first free night in forever. Yep. Should have been working, working, working. 24 seven, man. For three years. (laughs) Yeah. Not a moment's peace. Yep. So she says, you're right. I'll go out tonight. Like she admits that she could sort of use some fun. This is where my head exploded a little bit. Yeah. My head explodes later when I had to pause. If you get fired from a job in nightlife, the last place you would want to be is in nightlife. Yeah. And I know that just from DC, like when I was a promoter and all of that stuff, literally if you worked for a club, like say you were like in DC, like Masood A was a very big club owner and promoter for years. So he owned love and all that dream and all that shit. Okay. Um, and tattoo and all those places. Like if you worked for Masood and you got fired, like literally on your nights off, you were going to all the other clubs, getting on the list, whatever, because you work for Masood, like fine, whatever. Everyone knows you work for Masood. Everyone now knows you've gotten fired. So same thing with Bolt House. Like everyone knows you got fired. There's literally nowhere you can go in the city where someone is not going to be like, oh, heard you got fired. Or maybe not even let you in for free anymore. Be like, you don't work for Bull House. Like, you're not on the list. Like, whatever. The nightclub is the last place she should be going if she wants to forget about the fact that she got fired from working in nightclubs. Yeah. Yep. I know. But she says she'll go out. She could use some fun. And to be fair, we didn't know they were going to a nightclub at this point. I did. Well... But we, they could have been going out to dinner or whatever. That can mean a lot of things to other couples, but they didn't say they were going to a nightclub, is what I mean. Well, he said go out on the town. Okay. And to me, that's okay. a bar, a yeah. nightclub. That's I mean, not just if like If I a were quiet famous dinner. and on TV, that's what it would mean. Um, so then she gets up to go work on her resume and says, I'll be in the other room. No, go work on your resume somewhere else. Like, <laughs> bring your laptop elsewhere. Well, she's only had one job. Like, how much resume, how long could that take? Fit them, drop them. <laughs> Bolt house. Fired. Like, that's, I mean, it shouldn't take long. She'd have a few bullets under fired. You think? She's coordinator. Coordinator. Okay. <laughs> Demoted twice previously. <laughs> yeah. So then we go back to New York, and we are at the Buckler fashion show this time. Yes. And... Whitney and Lauren are amongst the backstage mayhem with all these young men in underwear and a lot of bronzer. So it's not contouring exactly. It's just a huge amount of bronzer on their cheeks. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it was obviously the look of the show and was supposed to be exaggerated and crazy. I'm not sure what they were going for. And sometimes runway makeup is really weird and ugly, but... So then we see Lawrence, or sorry, Whitney sitting and talking to Alex and she asks if he's done with makeup and he says, I actually don't know. What do you think? And she says, you look like you have a really bad fake tan. Which is accurate. Yeah, it's very accurate and super funny. So then Kelly shows up and says, Lauren, you, Lauren and Whitney, you know the drill. When I ask for a model, you grab them and you send them out. Again, Lauren and Whitney, thank you for participating in this crucial role that Kelly clearly can't scream at people by herself. So stupid. So then, again, Kelly gets people to line up, and she says, when I speak, you listen. 
life motto. Yeah. So good. God. I just want to listen to her yell at people. Like, she's such a scene stealer that I was like, I don't care about anything but Kelly right but now. But this is exactly why Kel on Earth was amazing. I know. Because she's either yelling or cracking up and doing crazy weird things. Yeah. I know. I love Buying it. Buying dildos. Yep. A maze. Yep. She's also wearing a shirt that says, I heart J. Bell. And it said something in the back, too, and I couldn't tell what it was. Yeah. Maybe I'm sure a, it's a designer. I don't know. Maybe a note for next time. I got nothing on that one, but I, I noticed it. Anyway. So then Lauren and Whitney are talking again to Adam, and his question actually makes sense this time and is relevant, and says, do you girls have plans tonight? They're having a party at his restaurant, that's what he says, and there's going to be a live band, it's his friend's band, and they're, they seem intrigued and they're excited. They don't go as far as to say they'll be there, I guess it's just implied because they all smiled at each other. And as Lauren and Whitney leave the fashion show after things have ended, they, Whitney, Lauren again comments to Whitney that Alex is very nice. And Whitney says he's really nice, but he's really nervous. And I would agree. He seems intimidated by her. He doesn't seem to kind of be on top of things. Um, The only thing that I took away from this that was shocking was that Adam owns a restaurant. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so we did look it up and we have more to say about it later, but he was an investor in a restaurant that is actually still open. So good for him. Yeah. Way to go, buddy. Well, we don't even know how old he is. No, no clue. I just assumed he was the same age as them, but maybe he's a few years older. 25, maybe. I'm just saying that makes it a little more legit. So then we go to the restaurant. Oh, we're already there. (laughs) Here we are. I really built it up. Sorry. It is called Il Bastardo. It is in Chelsea in New York. And when you Google it, Adam actually is an investor. He is friends with the guy who I think owns the majority of it. And they also own another bar in New York, Baresco, something like that. I said it out loud earlier. Now I don't remember. So immediately when Lauren and Whitney walk up to this table, I don't know that I would call it a VIP table because how would you explain this venue? I think it's a restaurant bar. Yeah. Like, I think, like, Local 16 here in D.C. Like, I think it, it, like, functions as a restaurant during the day, and then, like, probably at 10, 11, they start a little live music, and it becomes more of a bar atmosphere, but you can still sit anywhere. Like, at Local, like, once it it became a bar, you could just sit at any of the tables. Yeah. Whatever. It almost looks like a cool back room, but that's not, it's not a back room. It's just the whole room. Um, Adam is 33 today. Okay. So, uh, not today. Uh, he, turned so 30, he, was, he was born in 84. Okay, so he was like 25, 24, yeah. 25. Yeah. Well, he's a few years older than them. So we go to Il Bastardo, and the girls walk up to the table. They find Adam, and they sit with him. And immediately, Adam introduces them to his girlfriend, Allie, who was also on the city. And I still see her modeling and things today. But what's interesting to me is that he was really flirting with Lauren and Whitney. At least they wanted us to think that. And he never said, my girlfriend and a bunch of friends and I are going to this thing tonight. You know, he made it seem like it was... No, he full on made it seem like they, it was an invite. Like yeah. A, like a possible hookup invite. I was shocked when a girlfriend showed up. Yeah. Yeah. It was very odd that they edited it that way. But... He, he does have a girlfriend, and they are the city cast. And then we see this, 
young man with long locks from Australia singing songs on the stage. Blech. Adam's roommate. Jay. Jay. Adam calls him the serenader. Whitney goes from six to midnight. She Her floods her basement. Oh like. my God. They, I swear they did some weird lighting after effects on Whitney to make it look like she glowed when she saw him. She, the room slows down and Whitney is just staring at Jay. She's like laser pointed on him. Yes. And by the way, I think he is like a third rate version if Justin, Bobby and Corey had a baby. Yes. He'd be great for Adrena. Yes. Both her men melded into one. Yes. An Australian He's a rocker. little more boho than rock. Yeah. Audrina likes like leather and tats though, and Jay's more like wearing. Corey's not leather and tats. He's close. He wears plugs. He definitely has tats. But he's not leather. He's not like a rocker boy. He's like a he's, skater boy. I know, but like to me, that's closer than like a bohemian acoustic guitar fedora wearing guy. I don't know. He still had the whole. I mean, he looked like Justin Bobby and I'm not Corey saying had a baby. I mean, Audrina would hit a and it had lot. fetal alcohol syndrome. Oh. <laughs> I think Jay's cute. Ugh, I don't think ugh. he's. I don't think he's Justin Bobby cute. Blah. Okay. I did not care for him. Lee will be very disappointed in you. Apparently, I'm the only one who has a thing for all Australians. <laughs> <laughs> so then Alex arrives at this party because I guess he was also invited. Miss that too. Well, I believe that he is. I, I got the impression that at the show when they were talking about this, that all the guy models were buddies. So I assumed that he was buddies with Adam and that that's like all the guys were going to Adam's restaurant bar after the show. I guess. But Alex arrives and it's very awkward and they compliment Jay when he's done singing about how great it was. And he says, well, you enjoyed it and that's all that matters. And then as he walks away, Lauren and Whitney, and you could tell this was real. I don't think she had met him before and she could not stop saying he's so hot oh yeah no i think whitney was for real into him like this was not fake like yeah. she was real into him i don't think she had met him before no yeah i don't i agree so i wonder how that worked out with the city though what do you mean he's the love interest oh he is yeah jay is the love interest in yeah. the city oh i don't know so they meet here and the whole premise is that they text when she's back in LA, she gets the job, moves to the city, and she like reconnects with him. I wonder if, but that couldn't have been real. It's like their romance couldn't have been real? I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe. You never know. Maybe Whitney's a good actress too. I don't see, I, who knows? Maybe she is. Yeah, maybe she is. Maybe we'll have to look it up. Although I don't want to really watch The City, but maybe a fan will request that of us at some point. So. Then we go back to L.A. And for two people who are dipping their toe back into going out, Heidi and Spencer go to the ultimate launch event. So they go to a huge club with a huge party. Oh, and by the way, the club is called Ultimate. Yeah. Ultimate, well, ultimate launch party. No, no, I know, but someone listening, it sounds like they, they went to the ultimate launch <laughs> It's also Ultima. Ultimalt. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimalt no launch. <laughs> Yeah, that's another thing. You're making it sound German. I was making it sound French. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was German. Um, so then this is what, for some reason, I had to pause and make sure that I wrote down. 
They show up to this party, and after Spencer encouraged Heidi to go out and let loose and put getting fired behind her, he says, let's just get two waters. We don't need to drink tonight. Well, and that's why I think... I think there may have been a glimmer of truth to the Heidi firing, the Heidi working at Bold House. Like, I think that Heidi may have... I think MTV knew Heidi didn't really work at Bold House. I think we know that Heidi didn't really work at Bold House. I think Heidi thought she actually worked at Bold House. So I think that what we missed and what got left out was that at some point, Spencer and Heidi decided to go to this opening because Brent was going to be there. Yeah. And maybe talk to him. And they made it seem like a coincidence. Yeah, but I think that that's why Spencer was like, let's just drink water. I don't think we should be drinking tonight. Because otherwise that makes no sense. Like, that's the only reason that makes sense. I agree. It was just so dumb, like... And was... neither of them acted that shocked to see him. Right. And they shouldn't have. It's a fucking club opening. Probably an SBE club opening. Which is probably how they knew about it and probably had an invitation. Yeah. Yeah. So, long story short, they see Brent across the room, and Heidi immediately says, Spencer, do not say anything to him. And Spencer just does what he wants to do anyway, and he goes over to Brent. He... Is it under the guise that he's going to get water or to use the bathroom or something? Bathroom. I think it was bathroom. Yeah. And he immediately charges over to Brent. And Heidi obviously is the, well, we know she's not the brightest bulb, but you would have to be a fucking idiot to believe Spencer. If he was like, I'm not going to talk to him. I'm just going to go to the bathroom. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. So then (laughs) he says some choice things in this conversation with Brent though. He says, Heidi lives and breathes SBE. And I know that because she's never around and I live with her. And Brent says, I just don't understand why every time you're around, there are problems. Which is kind of still accurate. And he also (laughs) full on says to Spencer, you're bad news. Yeah. And Brent also, I actually think Brent takes this very well. And this whole thing did seem not fake to me in some capacity. I don't, I agree with you. I don't know what exactly happened, but this seemed real because Brent looked at him and said, this is not a conversation for you and I, this is a conversation for me and Heidi. And this is making me uncomfortable. Yeah. And he says, I don't want you around my stuff. Meaning stop crashing my openings. Yeah. So that may have been a genuine back off SBE and thinking that you're part of this when you're not. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder too, if maybe when SBE signed on for this, it was to get their stuff on TV and then Spencer became part of the picture and was showing up at their events and doing trashy things. And they were like, ugh, like I want to be on MTV to promote my clubs, but I don't want this asshole around all the time. Probably. Yeah. That would get old. So then we go back to New York and we are still at Il Bastardo and Lauren is drinking red wine, which I love red wine. I do, but I never order it unless I'm having a meal. Like, or unless it's winter. Oh, I know people that just go out and drink it. Yeah, I know. Just to drink it. It just doesn't seem like a night out kind of beverage, though. Actually, um, friend of the podcast and friend in real life, Sarah McLaughlin um, of Sarah's Ah, uh, Jewelry Designs. Um, Sarah Cecilia Jewelry. Um, we have a very good friend named Deborah who I love more than life itself. And Deborah drinks almost exclusively red wine. Interesting. It also just makes me sleepy, so maybe that's why I don't. But yeah. I mean, I'm not a wine person really in general at yeah. all. So No judgment on the red wine in general, but on a night out when seeing a band, it seems like a stretch. Yeah. Whatever. So then Whitney gets Jay a shot, and they are flirting kind of 
over by the bar in the corner. I can't figure out the layout of wherever they are. Well, I think that we can't figure out the layout of wherever they are is because MTV was being very sneaky with their cutaways and camera shots, and they were trying to make it look like Alex was close. Yeah. In close proximity and could see everything that was going on. Meanwhile, he probably wasn't anywhere near her when they were taking shots, so I think they purposefully made it so we could not really tell the dimensions of the room and who was where and when. Yeah. <clears throat> so then Whitney says... You know, she's flirting with Jay and saying that, you know, Adam calls him the serenader and there's the song Kisses that he really likes. And then Jay says, maybe I'll sing that for you later. And then he invites her out after she says she'll go. And they're cutting back and forth to make this kid Alex look very, you know, hurt and upset and not sure about that. So then Whitney goes and finds Lauren. She says she feels bad. And then they have a little talk about how she's intentionally not trying to be too desperate and find excuses to leave the conversation. (laughs) And Whitney says she doesn't want to be that forward, but she is going to go out with him after the party. And Lauren says, be forward. We're only here for one night. I know. And I put Elsie says, bang it out, Whitney. Preach. Yeah. Yeah. Although you wouldn't. (laughs) Not with with Jay. No, I would. No. Uh Uh-uh. Adam? Sure. (laughs) Oh, Adam, yeah. Not really Alex. No. Definitely not Jay. Adam, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, then we go back to Ultima. And (laughs) so, then we see the fallout of Heidi and Spencer saying, you know, why did you do that? And... Then Heidi has to go over to Brent. Well, but my favorite thing, and I actually laughed a little bit, and I love when Spencer said this, when Heidi was like, ugh, like, I feel like I should talk to him, but I don't really want to talk to him now, and I feel like this isn't the right time, and I don't know what to do. And Spencer says, well, you can't get fired twice. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Which I thought was, you know, pretty good wisdom on his part. Yeah. Um, and then Heidi goes over to Brent, um, and she basically... I mean, I don't, I have a hard time. Well, I mean, if this was truly real, I have a little hard time with it because I would be too mortified if I got fired in that fashion. Like I wouldn't want to see Brent again, let alone beg him for my job back. Yeah. Like I would want to crawl in a hole and die. Yeah. But she apparently has no problem coming right up to him and saying like, oh my God, I, you know, I, I'm so sorry. I, I really messed up and I loved my job and I'll come back in any capacity. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter to me what it is. And Brent, um, and again, like you said, this seemed very real, said, um, you are the company you keep. And, you know, your boyfriend's boyfriend's a nightmare. nightmare. Yeah. And then Heidi basically makes a plea and says that she wants her job back and that she's very dedicated, etc. And at least Heidi does admit she says that she's incredibly embarrassed. And if she does get her job back, something like what happened will never happen again. And, but then as she's leaving the conversation, she says, it's good to see you. How long has it been? Well, I would, I mean, even if it had been a week, yeah, I would, if I was in her, but like, I don't think it's weird that she would say that if it's only been a week. Okay. Well, cause that was where the waters comment threw me off again. I was like, are we supposed to think that she's still hung over from the night <laughs> she got fired? And that's why he's not letting her drink. And it's good to see Brent. Like I was very confused the way they put it together. Yeah. I mean, there definitely is no continuity of timeline with this. So yeah. who knows? But I believe they wanted us to think it had been, I don't know, a week yeah. or so yeah. since this happened. And I could see if you, 
allegedly worked with someone every day for three years and then hadn't seen them in a week to be like, oh, it's, it's good to see you. And, you know, I, I don't think she had any ill will. So I think she liked Brent. So. Okay. And then we go back to Il Bastardo in New York for our final scene. Yeah. Um, and we're watching Whitney flirt with Jay some more. You know, they're talking about how he is friends with his ex-girlfriend's brother, who is the guy that we see Lauren is talking to across the room, even though we don't get to see his face. Um, they talk about relationships. They admit that they're hard. No shit. And then Whitney leaves the party with Jay without saying goodbye to Alex. She actually says, I should say goodbye to Alex. And Jay says, nah, forget it. And we're supposed to think that she really blew Alex off and that Alex is upset about it. Um, and even when you see them outside, they cut in a clip of Alex and his friend watch Whitney walk away with Jay. Well, they gave Alex a really fucked up edit that makes him look stupid. And I feel yeah. bad for him because yeah. I don't think he is stupid. I actually think he is one of those people that was on the Hills briefly and gave an interview about it. Oh, really? We'll have to look it up and see. Yep. Because um, they do do that one cutaway at one time where that was it. Adam says to him, "Like you know what's going on, man. Like your girl's leaving with that other guy." And he yeah. was like, "Oh, I don't think that's." What's it wasn't happening. Adam. It was another Buckler model. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, "He's like, no, that's not what's happening. Like it, I don't know. They it just made him look like he was a dumb dumb, and I don't think he is. And yeah, they made they him edited look, it weird. They made him look pathetic. And who's to say that that was his friend out front? He was it could be a girl that he was leaving with. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they never said it was his friend. Yeah. Um, so then we see Whitney and Jay walking down the street. Well, and I also thought it was funny that they make it look like Alex and his friend are watching them walk yeah, down the street. Yeah, that's what I mean. And you know that there's no way that's what was happening. No, they were probably looking for a cab. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we hear this song <laughs> that is so on the nose in the worst way possible. The song is called Butterflies, at least I'm assuming, and... The only lyric we hear on repeat is, you give, give me, me butterflies. butterflies. Yeah. And that's it. Um, and then we get a little scenes from the next. Um, because we didn't watch a pirated version today. Yes, we watched a regular <laughs> old uh, version. Um, so, uh, so you guys owe us $1.99. <laughs> um, so next week we get Holly moving in with Lauren because Heidi has viciously kicked her to the curb. Um, like three months ago. I know. Um, we get uh, a little SBE with, it looks like, Heidi returning to work and Sam being involved to see if she can return to work and blah, 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 blah. Um, and then we get a little Adrena and Justin Bobby action. And, Can't stop, won't stop. And that's about it. And now, unfortunately, um, Ty from Clueless would be very upset about this because, unfortunately, we will be seeing you sporadically. Yes. Um, for the rest of the summer. So we will, we definitely will be here next week, but um, we will probably be here the week after that. We hope so. Yeah, we hope so. But stay tuned, and I hope to get some exciting tidbits when I'm in Crested Butte and uh, otherwise. So Fingers crossed. Yeah, keep in touch on social, and we'll keep you guys up to date. Have a great week. <sighs> and that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at frankly B. and if you have any comments or questions you can email us at frankly at gmail.com you can find me personally on instagram and twitter at nana's mink and you can find me on twitter and instagram at hey it's mayor b thank you all for listening we appreciate it we'd love it if you could go to itunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe until next time